0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our topic today is one that I know a lot of you struggle with somewhat, and that is using purpose to drive your company's success. Uh, a A lot of times... People say you need to be focused on the bottom line, you need to be focused on the bottom line, and how to balance that uh, with what really drives you and and what you care about. Sometimes they can be in conflict. But our guest today, Mae McCarthy, has written a book and also talks about this very thing and how companies can do this successfully and actually make the company more successful in the process. Since 1982, she's co-founded and helped to grow Seven successful companies, as large as $100 million in annual revenues. So she actually has had some success doing this. She's an author, speaker, university lecturer, and angel investor. She serves on business, philanthropic, arts, and university boards. As an advisor, she serves graduate students through the Innovation and Entrepreneurs Center at the Albers MBA Program at Seattle University, as well as entrepreneurs through the Washington Innovation Network entrepreneur mentoring program she credits her success to her daily practice and it's her passion to pass her knowledge on to others may is the author of the best-selling book the path to wealth seven spiritual steps for financial abundance welcome to the show today may
1: oh thank you so much for having me on glad to be here. well
0: i'm very happy that you are here to share your message uh... tell us a little bit about your company, Bizultz. Um You're the CEO of that company. You're a serial entrepreneur. This is just your latest endeavor. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, my last couple of companies were software and equipment in the healthcare industry. And when I had a exit in 2012, one of the things that had been asked about me while I was much too busy was to help uh, younger entrepreneurs, and I don't mean young in terms of age, I just mean young in terms of experience, um, to help them to start and grow their companies and hopefully avoid a bunch of the mistakes that I made. <laughs> so Bizalt started doing that. We also, uh, I wrote a book, and so there's a whole crowd of people that invite me to speak and teach, Um, all over the world, uh, different workshops to help people not only get in alignment with their purpose and grow their profits for their company, but also to tap into something that's readily available to all of us, and that is intuition. You know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, even Thomas Edison. I mean, they all attribute this idea of staying focused on your goals and enabling your subconscious and your intuition to point you in the right direction. So I my topic, uh, the reason we call Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance in my book, The Path to Wealth, is simply because you can't see that source of messaging. You can't see or touch intuition. It just shows up, and what I do is help people to enable it to show up in more obvious ways to help them in their business and their personal life.
0: Yeah, to tune into it so often we try to tamp intuition down especially in the business world I think and, mm-hmm. and rely uh, almost re, you know strictly on the data and and other things that you can see and add and subtract <laughs> so well uh, that's yeah. And it's
1: not a new experience. Albert Einstein coined it perfectly. He said we all have this intuitive mind that's a gift. And we have this rational mind, which will do anything that we tell it to do, um, that is supposed to be a servant. But somehow in our society, we've decided to honor this servant instead of this gift of intuition. Um, when we have a question about anything, what do we do? We Google it, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, we, absolutely.
1: And we ask subject matter experts and friends and family um, what their opinions are, and then we analyze and measure and evaluate, and we figure out all the steps that we could take, and we even go one step further, and we figure out all the outcomes that could possibly happen from the steps that we could take. And if we don't like any of them, we do nothing. So this this idea about relying on intuitive messaging to guide us and direct us that gut instinct um, is something that we're now trained to disregard and it's my hope that people will tap more into that gut instinct because it can be a tool for huge success.
0: Let's let's talk about a purpose-driven company. Uh, Obviously, you, you just talked about how business people especially tend to want to process step one, step two, step three, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about that, but how do you, especially if you've already got a company that's up and running and exist, you know, in existence, how do you start to bring that purpose into it? And I guess we even need to start back further. How, how do you identify that purpose and, apply, you know, and then apply it to your company and its culture?
1: Well, f- well. first of all, we should probably figure out what purpose is. And purpose is the why that your company exists or the why that you do what you do. So there's a personal purpose and a business purpose. In my last two companies, for instance, I told you we uh, developed software and equipment for large hospital systems to automate their drug distribution processes. That's what we did. But why did we do it? Well, to save lives because everything that we did had a barcode on. We would apply barcodes to every single drug and monitor the distribution using barcodes. The idea was that by the time the nurse was able to administer the drug at the bedside, she would scan the barcode to make sure it was the right drug for the right patient. So why did we do this? Because 100,000 or more people per year were dying in hospitals because they got the wrong drugs. And so we did this because we wanted to save lives. That's why we existed. Another example is um, the Kellogg's Company. You know, they, what do they do? They manufacture food products. They manufacture and distribute food products. But why do they do it? Their purpose is to they're nourishing families so they can flourish and thrive. I mean, that's a very, very different statement that will ultimately motivate more employees to want to work and be creative. When you say that your purpose is to nourish families so they can flourish and thrive, you unleash creativity and passion and motivation, not only to create new products, but also to do things smarter and more affordably, so more families can nourish, flourish, and thrive.
0: Absolutely. And so you you, um, identify the why for your company, and you are able to take that why, and it it really broadens, as you said, what you're able to do rather than say, oh, we produce this software, and it starts and stops with that. When it's all about helping to save people's lives, well, that really expands what the possibilities are. And, and it's and
1: amazing what the innovations are that come out of companies. Um, I, and I'm not the only one. I mean, we we were able to compete with Fortune 20 companies and easily within a five-year period of time become market share leader because we were living our purpose in our company. But um, I think – You know, I can say that that we had great success, but actually this has been studied. And in 2015, Ernst & Young actually sponsored a study that was published in the Harvard Business Review. And the title of the study was The Business Case for Purpose. And what they did was they uh, surveyed uh, hundreds of different CEOs of companies and started to evaluate those that had purpose and those that didn't that actually had a clearly defined purpose statement that they conveyed to all of their stakeholders their employees their customers their suppliers and vendors their shareholders and what they found was that those companies that had a clearly defined purpose statement were more profitable.
0: That, yeah, not surprising, actually. How do you take this from, okay, this is what my company drives my company, this is what its purpose is, and this is what we say, but how do you really turn that into action?
1: Oh, gosh. you. Well, what you'll do is, if you can, convey your purpose statement clearly to all of your stakeholders, and It ends up motivating them. I mean, what you want to do is remind them of it constantly. You want to congratulate them from coming from a place of purpose. Um, You want to acknowledge uh, repeatedly so that it really gets ingrained in their sense of 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 meaning and their their part of their job description almost. And as they are starting to live their purpose, you'll find that they come up with ideas and innovations, which you want to congratulate as related to your purpose, um, all the time. So you're creating a purpose driven culture within your company as a leader. Um, but you as the leader of the company have to demonstrate that you're living from purpose as well. And, um, it's really funny. There's a a great story that was published in, I believe it was fast company, um, But it was describing the CEO of a sandwich company called Witch Witch. Did you ever hear of that company?
0: No, I haven't, but I love the name. (laughs) Yeah, it's very,
1: very cool. But the CEO, and this was published in, actually it was published in Fast Company, and the article was called How Entrepreneurs Can Harness the Science of Intuition to Make Smarter Decisions. But really it was about purpose. And the CEO of Witch, Witch was standing in line to meet the CEO of the Container Store. He really um, admired this CEO called, uh, whose name was Kip Tindall. And what he did was he waited in line and finally got up there and handed Kip Tindall his card. And he, Tindall looked at the card and turned it over, and he saw a purpose statement. It says, some people want to make superior sandwiches. Some people want to make the world a better place. We want to do both. And the CEO of, of the Container Store, Kip Tindall, said to uh, Jeff Sanelli, well, what are you doing to make the world a better place? And Jeff didn't have an answer for that. This was just a tagline. There was no action or demonstration that they were taking to make the world a better place. So what he did right then and there is he said he was going to, when he gets back to Dallas, he was going to start making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and giving them out to the community. And uh, ah. this, yeah, and this year, they gave out their one millionth free sandwich.
0: Oh, for heaven's sakes! Wow. So, so all, he, cha- he was challenged, yeah.
1: Yes, and all of his employees think this is marvelous. I mean, making sandwiches every day can be a pretty mundane job, but because they had purpose to make the world a better place, they started becoming more engaged. And there are countless numbers of stories. Um, and studies that have been done in business that show that if your employees are more engaged, you increase profits.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about how, well, some of the strategies that you can use, uh, using purpose as a driver of strategy and decision-making. For example, I would imagine that if you have a particular purpose uh, for your company, that's going to influence who you hire. And it may influence um, how you, what, you know, some of the programs within your company. If you uh, give employees or empower employees to work out in the community for, uh, you know, the good of the community, those kinds of things. Um, can you talk to us about how you can use that purpose as a you know, strategy, excuse me, for strategy and decision making?
1: well i i it's my opinion and and my observation that when i had employees that were fully engaged and were working off of a purpose statement versus a a what you do kind of thing that they become more innovative and creative and that's the name of the game when you're when you're starting and growing a business is to innovate um, that's why larger companies end up buying smaller innovative companies is because once you get to such a large, large size, it's really hard to turn the ship. Yeah. I mean it takes committees and meetings. so so the, the excitement that, and motivation that comes from employees uh, increases substantially, which increases motivation and ideas. If your purpose statement, is one that all of your stakeholders can get passionate around, then you'll find that your engagement increases in terms of employees. And if you create an environment where employees feel comfortable coming uh, forward with their innovative ideas um, and their process improvements. Um, then, you, then that will help you to create, form your strategy to always be able to be nimble and quick and fast and, and go to market quicker. Um, that, to me, is, is the name of the game in business, is to make sure that you've always always got a pulse on what your customers want and that you create after you figure out what they want versus create and try to you know, shove it down their throat. So more engaged employees will, will be more innovative and creative, in my opinion.
0: Sure. Uh, let's talk about your book, The Path to Wealth. Uh, why did you decide to write the book?
1: You know, I was I was asked to teach some goal attainment strategy workshops. You know, it, basically a, a daily goal attainment strategy that I use every morning, 30 minutes every morning. I uh, revisit my goals um, in a, you know, method method way i i read something innovative and and creative and inspiring and i write down uh, what i want as though i've already achieved it and then i read it out loud and then i imagine having achieved all of those goals and seeing myself in that completed goal and so i was asked to teach some workshops and after about the 500th person had gone through the workshop and all of this wonderful success, all these success stories coming back at me from the attendees, um, I was asked to write a book because I have lots of application stories, lots and lots of application stories that I tell in workshops, but I don't write them down. And so I was asked to write them down so that people could have them. And uh, I thought about it and wrote the book and a publisher wanted it. And it became a bestseller in personal finance on Amazon, and the rest is history. So people hire me <laughs> in to, to travel around the world, and I've got a second book coming out next March called The Gratitude Formula.
0: Oh, Grati- gratitude. You... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say we'll have to have you back to talk about that one.
1: Well, thank you, thank
0: you. That'll be fun. that'll be fun. So tell us just in in a couple of minutes here. Tell us a little bit about the book. Give us a sneak preview.
1: Oh, well, we, we, in addition to the seven steps, you know, the goal attainment strategy that I discussed in the path to wealth, we revisit that very briefly. And then we talk about beliefs and behaviors. You know, we've arrived at this particular point in our life with a lot of beliefs and behaviors. And if you want to change a belief to be on par with the success that you want to achieve that you've never achieved before, there's a method to doing that, to making it welcome in your life. And so we discuss, you know, what goes on in your brain in terms of neural pathways. We discuss some things that you can do, very simple things that you can do on a daily basis to make what you want seem more possible to be achieved in your life. And, um, and then we talk about purpose as well, because purpose is a huge motivator for each of us. And, you know, if somebody wants to discover their own personal purpose, there are three simple things they can do. Um, find out, you know, write down what you did when you were a little kid that you just lost hours and hours doing, having fun. What did you do that was just so much fun that that time would just fly by? And then the second question is, write down what other people have told you you're good at doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the final thing is, what do you think you're good at doing? What do you love to do? And then see in the answer to those three questions, what the common phrases and and sentences and words are. And from that, you're going to get a clue to what your purpose is. My purpose since I was 12 was um, to essentially help people be successful and be successful in, in return.
0: Oh, you knew that since you were 12. I did. Wow. <laughs>
1: I love to no, help people but... be successful. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, I I love those three questions because a lot of times you hear people speak about uh, similar topics or, you know, similar take on on what you've discussed today. And I'm always left thinking, but there's, especially for people who have interest in a lot of different things and who uh, are very curious by nature and are attracted to so many different pathways to really nail down really one purpose, I, I, you know, and, and to give you a process or, well, there I go with process again, but to, to give you a way to be able to figure out what that purpose is, usually that's what's lacking. And so those three questions, it's an interesting way to, to end the conversation today and really a challenge for uh, those of you who are listening to go out and uh, make sure you finish your day thinking about those three things. So thank you for that, May. You're welcome. And, you know, we are out of time here, but if anyone would like to get in touch with you or buy your book, what is the best way to do that? Well, if they want to uh,
1: learn a little bit more about me and and the work I do, they can just go to maymccarthy.com. That's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And that will take them to my Basalts website. Um, okay. There's videos, there's all sorts of free material available there as well. And for my book, it's available from all the major online retailers and Barnes and & Noble and um, different, even some uh, spiritual and business bookstores.
0: Okay, so go out to maymccarthy.com. You can uh, go click right through from that website to her Results.com website as well, and then uh, pick up her book at Amazon or any of the retailers, and uh, give yourself a real treat. And it'll sounds like it'll change your business and your life too.
1: That that's been the feedback.
0: <laughs> and yes, I'm thank thank you delighted so to help. Really delighted to oh, help. Oh, we can tell that. So thank you so much for being our guest today. We appreciate it. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.